aside for the faithful. I thought I missed it because I wanted it to ask me. I forgot we talked about good stuff, but yes, the book yeah it does talk about does talk about yeah it does clarify some things on that on that level. So yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, so let's hop into number three. So the first one, let me just do it for video sake, since I forgot to record. I got too many devices. I have forgot to record. The first step, of course, is the call to salvation. And that is kind of the, uh, that is what we call uh, justification. So justification, um, we really don't have a hand in that. That's all God. God is uh, whom he justified. He's responsible for that. He will glorify. He's responsible for the glorification. He's responsible for calling us up. So there's nothing that we can do in that. But when it comes to our sanctification, that is something that we, we have a choice whether to go further in or not. And in that, discipleship should help us uh, live a sanctified life. Okay. Um, and then number two is discipleship. So that's what we're talking about now. Um, understanding the, the call to uh, to discipleship there. Um, and we looked at John, the John 8 already. Um, and so uh, in order for us, because when I presented that chart, that you should know the truth chart, in order for us to know the truth, because people out there, they want to know the truth. But if you want to know the truth, you have to, you have to first be saved. Hello. You have to first, you have to second be a disciple and then take and take on the steps of being trained and uh, learning, learning um, the ways of Jesus Christ in order. I was just logged out of everything. I hope I'm still here. Can Zoom hear me? <laughs> yes, we can hear you. OK, OK, because everything just went logged out. Wait, OK, so I'm still logged in here. All right, so that's good. Technology ain't faithful. See, it ain't. It ain't loyal. It ain't loyal, okay? It hasn't committed itself to the power of Jesus Christ. An unbeliever. All right, so, okay, so that's what, okay. So I see what happened. My white board went away. So let's see here if I can bring that back up here. And of course, everything is gone. Oh, it's not faithful. I'm gonna have to get old school and bring the old school whiteboard out. Here we go. I just showed it. <laughs> it's big enough too. Yeah. I'm gonna use it. <laughs> yeah, we've got one in the back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Learn today. Let's see here. So, uh, okay, salvation. Okay, so I'll just put one, two, three. Y'all know. And then number three is ministry. Okay, we are trained uh, to, to learn how to minister to, to one another, okay? So let me, uh, there we go here. Let's see here. So basically it is the work that we have to do um, in the church, amongst the church, I should say. So I won't say in the church as physical church, but amongst the body of Christ. We have work, we have work to do. Ephesians 4 tells us that we have work, we have work to do. First uh, Corinthians 12, um, it, it tells us that, um, let me see here, it says that now there are a variety of gifts for the same spirit, and a variety of service, um, but the same Lord, and there are a variety of activities, 
but it's the same, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. In everyone. Because the Christian church will teach you that certain people are called to minister. Right. You hear this miraculous call, and I now I'm, I'm called, I'm called to preach, I'm called to minister. But according to the word, 1 Corinthians, that call to minister is for everyone who believes. And then it, it talks about it, was it Galatians? Was it Galatians or 2nd, 2nd Corinthians? That we, 2nd Corinthians, that we all have that call to uh, minister uh, and to reconcile the world, the word to the world. <clears throat> Not just specific people, okay? So, and that comes through training, just like Ephesians 4 said, there, there are leaders that are responsible to train the train up believers, okay? To train up disciples, okay? So that's that's uh that's I mean, part the scripture never supported the concept of the preacher is the one that do the work. <laughs> like, I mean, if you think about it, it never supported, like, mm -hmm. like you're saying now, like it's if you read it, it always says to believers or mm -hmm. to us, or to them. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? It's never been about a specific or elite group and then we talk about ain't no social clubs in the church and it's like no there's one major one that's there <laughs> that we've had from the beginning, from the beginning of all this you know the christianized church so mm -hmm. it's, and as you read any of the epistles and all this stuff you realize like man he was always talking to them believers or those who were going into discipleship you know he would address the leaders mm -hmm. but it was always you know it wasn't like this is only to the leaders like it was like no all y'all gonna listen to this you know what i mean so that's a it's very very i remember the first time you said that and i was like girl you crazy sit down <laughs> i was like i think everything i've said everybody's like girl you crazy <laughs> Then it was just like, oh, okay, all right, I get what you're saying now. You know what I mean? It took some understanding, like, this is what you're saying, you know, where it's to hear that for the first time it comes across, it's like, no, you're just being beat. You know what I mean? Like, right. you can't just let things be. You know what I mean? But then when you get an understanding, it's like, it's not about being mean or not letting it be. It's like, this is the word. This is what it is. So word. let's find it there. So. Right. Paul centered on that every joint supply. Every joint supply. It ain't just one person supplying the whole body. And we read this stuff. <laughs> we know it is like it. It. not for you. And they'll quote yeah. up, get up and read in the Bible. And then I'm like, but we're not. That's not, that's not even part of our, you know, our bylaws and all that kind of mm -hmm. little stuff. It's like, that's not even in here. You got something totally different. But then you you holler at it, so yeah, yeah, ain't that something, right? <laughs> and so, go ahead. I have a thought. Yeah, and my thought about you know this conversation that you all are having right now, um, you know, you know, basically is saying you know that you know we all um, are believers, and you know, so therefore we are called. And as God is, uh, as we are studying the Word together. And as God is illuminating, you know, his word to us, um, and as we are sharing information to one another, uh, we're learning from each other as well. Yeah. Yep. And this is what the environment looked like in the first century church, yeah. where, where it wasn't just one person just doing the teaching. Everybody had something to contribute to the to the growing process, to the discipleship process, every joint supply, whether it be uh, through word, whether it be through deed, 
Um, so yeah, everyone plays a part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What? Every choice by me, mother pray, I sing, and you teach. Uh -huh. That's a weak. That's a weak body. That's a weak body. That's you only got three that's people. That's a joint supply. You got right joints. The boys didn't do that part. Then the teacher do that. You know, you do that's that. About that's about ten. Every joint supply. That that person is the function is all all jacked up. This is some blood vessels. Listen, how many bones we got in our body? Blood is thick. Contributing to the to work of discipleship, that it's all in vain. Mm. So just like I'm gonna mess with Tammy, just like Tammy was hollering in that thread. In that thread, <laughs> we can do all these games and stuff, but if it ain't contributing to discipleship, we ain't doing it. Basically, so and that's the mindset that we need to have. Whatever activity we do, whatever we do, it must contribute to the building of the discipleship, the building up of, of the body. Or else Christ. we've done nothing but play. We have done, and nothing. then we don't have anything to stand on. Now, we got, and then we got to report to, to, to the heavens. My God! <laughs> <laughs> like, like what I gave you? I'm like, uh, I got a life. <laughs> 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 like, did so well. You forgave and all that, but you just play games. Like, hey, I'm the creation. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I love about even, and I'm going to something with Star Trek with um, Captain Picard was, he always had to focus on the prime director. Everywhere they went, no matter what he wanted to do, how he wanted to do it, they, he always had to respond according to the prime directive. Their prime directive was potentially uh, diplomacy and finding new things, but we have a prime directive to make disciples and to do all that. So if we know our prime directive, even when we're faced with all we want to do is, and I'm using the term play games, mm -hmm. we'll, sit there, we'll sit there and go, wait, we got to get back to the prime director. Because we got away from the prime director, he had the answer to his superiors. And he mm -hmm. knows their problem. So he, he's always stuck with it. And they're like, no, you're supposed to go help. He's like, it's not the prime director. I can't do it. Sorry, I'm not giving you no aid. It's not the prime director. And right. we got to be that strong mm -hmm. about what God has called us to right. do. Right, right. Because we look at ministries, that's, it's all entertainment and gimmicks. It's like, it's no change. We keep talking about this, mm -hmm. but then if we're not careful, we can fall into the same pattern. Right. So we have Definitely. to still keep in mind in the forefront, this is what we are assigned to do. Right, the directive. Yeah. The directive. <laughs> the directive. And the directive is in the word of God. Flat out. So if you don't know the word, you ain't going to understand the prime directive. So this is why we have this training so we can understand the prime directive so you can go further into what ministry. See, so you see the order here, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that's good, that's good, that's really good. And then um, we'd be, okay, my go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And then we'd be because <laughs> we want to go be like- He, he preached it already. No, it's just because then we want to be like other ministries, yeah. right? And then I sit there and I'm and I'm getting intertwined with these ministries and I'm going, they don't play games. Mm. They ain't spending money like that on we going out to all this kind of stuff. It's in there a little bit, but everything they do is centered around 
their prime directive as Christians. Because we're talking about a Christian church, which means it's outreach, you know what I mean, and giving um, to the poor and all that kind of stuff. Anything outside of that, they're not spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on it. We do that for some Their prime directive is Christianity. Exactly. And they're God not going to call that. Right. But my point is, they're, yeah, not going to, yeah, right. they're not going to allow you to get them to veer away from what they believe the prime directive is. Mm -hmm. And then we try to pattern. And I'm like, they're still not even playing games right. like that. They still want to play games. Right. But they're still not even right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a miss on the mark is a miss on the mark. That's yeah. right. So, what are you saying? We've had a seat while we in Florida and on vacation or something? Hey, why not? <laughs> and we go to the movies, we teach it. <laughs> <laughs> if we go to main event, we, we teach it. There's going to be something there because it's our. We prime. missed it on hockey at the yeah. We talked to him a little bit. <laughs> right. We'd be on the bus going to Disneyland teaching. That's right. I'm going to be on the flight. I'm going to be on the flight then. I'm sitting right next to <laughs> you teach it while you play. I'm like, Marquise, you know you teach on these types of things. I just got a, I, I was just envisioning something that's over still speaking. Because when we, when we matriculate through society, no matter, he spoke about um, trip and um, whatever, when we matriculate through society when I was seeing like, wow. You know, we, we actually, even though um, the Bible speaks that we are in the world, but we're not of the world, that even though we move through the very facets of the world, we should be, uh, there should be such a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit because then you can easily in the shoe department point out a woman that is hurting in her spirit and is downtrodden and, you know, you know she may wear a smile, but the Holy Spirit, you know, will help you and draw you uh, to that person mm -hmm. to teach or to minister or just just bring a word of you know uh, 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 exploitation or something. So when we were speaking, I was just like, wow, really we're like the undercover agents <laughs> of the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ because if we look at our assignment as disciples uh, of Jesus, then comes with that is the the uh, uh, job the 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 uh, uh, what I wanted to say. Help me, Holy Spirit. What comes with that is the job. What is in that you will call their special anointing, the grace anointing mm -hmm. on our lives, even as disciples, right. that God has called us to do a thing as we move in as our society. Yeah. As so it says, as we go. As we go. That's the key. And then we never know. We might be in those settings and somebody might see that or hear something and be like, well, what must I do to be saved? Well, since your ass is just like, so you should be always ready. Yeah. So a church yeah. trip does not mean we let go of the prime director. Especially if it's a church trip. <laughs> now, you go on your own and do what you want, but if it's a church Even trip. Even when you're by yourself. Of course, but I'm saying especially if that prime director is still alive. <laughs> still right, right. Go ahead. You have a uh, Oh, okay. I didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> Lord. So that's good. So that's that's part um, number three of, of, uh, of ministry. Okay, so we are supposed to um, equip the saints for ministry. So who are the saints? That's uh, that's that's us. We are the saints. We are we get yeah, we are the saints. And so um, those who have responded on just being a believer or being a disciple, we are supposed to be um, helping them and equipping them. Okay. And so we already talked about how Christianity will tell you that certain people are ministers, but if you are a believer, you will hear the call to be a, a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay. 
doesn't mean pool fit, right? Right. So we're trying to debunk that, okay? Uh, true. Go ahead. Uh, I just, I, it's because it just came to the forefront of my mind. Uh-huh. It's so crazy because I've had dreams mm-hmm. that I was preaching. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird because I've told my kids this and I've told other people mm-hmm. uh, to share with Whitney before. Like, I remember it's like we was in this new church. Something happened to you. You were there, but something was wrong with your voice. Mm-hmm. Other people were there, the elders, but something was wrong with everybody. So you, so you was like, I just got to pick a person out <laughs> to preach to this crowd, to mm-hmm. teach today. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't know if that was God's way of saying, like, it's not, not necessarily like, I'm, like, I'm going to be preaching. I never looked at it like, I'm going to be up there preaching. But it just was his way of showing, like, be ready. Mm-hmm. Because anything can happen at any given moment. And if we say we in a setting like this, mm-hmm. I might have to call you out and say, hey, I need you to teach today because something going on. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it, it just, I've had a lot of dreams like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not just with me, but just mm-hmm. with people that you wouldn't even expect. Right. People who we count out. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. So I just wanted to. So, yeah, in that, like we said, you always got to be prepared. So, so, t- uh, so, so learning and studying, because if you're going to come up with, uh, like I said, God will always place us in scenarios. I even gave us the example of a woman in a shoe store ready to minister, yeah. always ready to minister. So it could be um, a tugging on for you to get more into your word. Because yeah. you don't know, like you said, you don't know what could happen. You could, you could minister. Uh, within our uh, formal uh, worship setting or whatever. It, it either be up here when you sing it, it'll either be just sitting in a seat, somebody sitting by you. Always be ready. Yeah, definitely. We out there ask, like, Marquise is good for going to work mm-hmm. and to bring it up scripture. Mm-hmm. I don't always have that opportunity, or so it seems. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I need that boldness to be able to go to work and you know, not necessarily just, you know, you know, just, you know what I'm saying? Of, but no. if somebody, there's been instances where I could tell somebody was in pain. Mm-hmm. And that might have been my opportunity to be like, you know what I You know what I mean? And just kind of open up a conversation mm-hmm. and open up that door. Mm-hmm. But make sure you're ready, though. Yeah. Have okay. words to say. So, definitely, definitely. Okay, we're good. We're still waiting to get in chapter one. But that's all right. So number four, I'm going to do number four and then we're going to jump to chapter one, okay? Because we've been reading chapter one for the past three weeks. Okay, so number four, the levels of, of call. So we got the first call of salvation. You will hear the first, the call of salvation. Second is the call to discipleship. And then number three, you'll hear a call to, to ministry. And then number four, some will hear this call. And it's a call to office. Okay, this is not for everyone. The corner. You said what? The corner office. <laughs> <laughs> the corner office. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, so. So all believers will hear one, two, and three, but some will hear the call to office. Some will hear the call to leadership. Okay. Um, and so in that office, though, there are three tiers of, um, there's a, a three-tier level. The first tier level is uh, the apostle. 
they're the first tier level. Second tier level is the prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, and elders. That is the second tier level. And then the third tier level of office is deacon. We don't ever consider deacon as an office, but it is, it is. an office. And then we let Christianity tell us it's only five offices. But when you look through scripture, Paul is, he speaks about um, uh, elders, um, running the local assembly. That is a that is a leadership position. That is an office. And then you have the deacons that are assisting the elders. Yeah. That is a leadership position. Okay. And so um, and so yeah, so those are the three tiers: the apostles, then you got the prophets, the the evangelists, shepherds. So I notice I didn't say pastor though. Because pastor was added in later. It wasn't added, uh, it was added hundreds of years later that word pastor. Okay, the, the technical word is shepherds and it's a plural word. Okay, so I say that because we think pastors supposed to do all this work. But that word never entered into scripture until um, until the, the Latin version of the Bible, which is called the, the, uh, the Vulgate. And, and um, St. Jerome changed every word in the Bible, changed every word that said shepherds to pastor. Where do you get that word from? He, <laughs> that's a good question because of during, during that time, uh, how, how the Vulgate came. And now the Vulgate is what the Catholic Church follows. They still, today, you can go to the Catholic Church and find a Vulgate. Um, um, so he, when, when we look at our particular Bible, it comes from a translation of the Greek scriptures, okay? That's where we get our English from there. Um, Jerome, St. Jerome translate the Vulgate from a particular um, copy of scripture that's called the Mesoretic text, which is the, it's a Hebrew copy, but um, it's kind of different. So when he was, basically it was like his own accord, changing particular words in scripture, because he thought we could. So that's where that particular copy of scripture comes from, like, it's from it's from him that and then it's still authoritative today in the Catholic Church that particular that particular book. But my my point is that um, we have to uh, uh, follow Scripture when it comes to leadership in the church. That you don't never see Paul putting a one person a pastor over a church. What do you see? What do you see Paul doing? What, what pattern you see Paul doing? He put elders in charge over churches. You see it in every church. He always leave the work of leadership to elders. So then you have an elder who operates as a teacher, an elder who operates as a shepherd in that particular, you know, in the particular role or whatever. So, so that's something that we really need to, to we're gonna grow more and more in it, but I want you to basically be observant of scriptures 
on how Paul established leadership in the church. Okay. Go ahead. I got it's a twofold kind of question. Okay. Now, uh, when Paul said, or explain to me when Paul says um, uh, that, 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 that the call was apostles, prophets, mm -hmm. evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. Mm -hmm. So explain that. What, what, what are you saying? It's not five as four. What were you saying about that? About how the, the Christians, we call it fivefold. Nowhere in scripture, you, see, you, don't, you don't see the term fivefold. So that's what I was saying. So there's more, there's more leadership positions, there's more offices out there, which is elders and deacons. Okay, my yeah. second question. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking, and I know my mind, my mind is telling me right now, I don't know if it's Corinthians, mm -hmm. and I researched it out to be uh, uh, biblically correct, mm -hmm. but the Bible said that what was placed in the church mm -hmm. was the apostle, prophet, and what, elders, or um, it was it speak on what was put in the church. Mm -hmm. Paul spoke on that. The God placed in the church, the apostle, prophet, and I think it was elders. And I'm not going to see the scripture you, you're talking in about. Corinthians. Yeah. yeah. It went to the helps. Okay. Or is that 12? It's Mark 12, Corinthians 12. We're talking yeah, about the gifts. So. Is that, is that what, what was established in the church? Mm -hmm. what, what about so, No, I'm just saying, um, he was talking, he was saying uh, um, uh, the offices, like the deacons and such, such mm -hmm. stuff. But I was trying to segue to that what was being said there by Paul being about what was established in the church as it relates to leadership. I think I understand your question. Okay, so you're looking at the gifts versus the office of no, no. I'll look well. We, I'll, I'll stop. I won't okay. that. Okay. But it, it, he, uh, he he speaks on that God had. We talked about this in Corinthians, talking about mm -hmm. gifts and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was talking about what was put, what was placed in the church. Mm -hmm. It was the apostle. Mm -hmm. It was the prophets. And I know I'm thinking it was elders and went to the helps. Uh, uh the men, the helps, the ministries, the various mm -hmm. helps in the. In okay, the, I think you're talking about Corinthians. Yeah, first Corinthians twelve twenty eight. God has appointed in the church first apostles, mm -hmm. second prophets, third teachers, mm -hmm. then miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administrations, various kinds of tongues. Right. So the question is. Okay. My question was you said that that he went on, he was talking about the offices mm -hmm. uh, for us in the church, those was the leadership. But mm -hmm. when you mentioned office, you mentioned deacons, you mentioned the elders, mm -hmm. and the, oh, the local church. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I was trying to get an understanding between what, what these two. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So when it comes to the apostles, we understand the, that the church was built um, on the apostles' teachings, right? So that's one side. And then um, when it comes to the prophets, the prophets were, were given the word of God. So the scripture, prophets represent the scripture. So that's one side. And then uh, scripture says as Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. So that is the foundation of the church, the apostles. Um, gave the, the further teachings of Jesus Christ. Um, the, the prophets gave the word, the written word. And so that, that ends that, that assignment there because that, that foundation was built. And so upon that foundation um, is, is, is what we're doing now, the building of the building. So that talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter three, how it talks about the building of the, build, uh, of the church. And so then you'll see um, the responsibility being of, of the elders, the teachers, the shepherds, um, in that when it talks about the miracles and signs, that was with the, the Jews, because in order for them to believe, they had to see miracles and signs and things of that sort. 
Um, but when you look further and do more investigation, you see when it comes to um, dealing with Gentiles, you see less miracles and signs being used because of the purpose of signs and miracles. Well, it was for, for the Jews to believe. So therefore the Gentiles um, wouldn't need uh, signs and miracles to believe. Now we just need the scriptures. We have the Holy Spirit to, to push us in, in, in to, to believe. And so that's kind of where, where everything kind of fits. So the, 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 the apostles and prophets laid the foundation as Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. And so now we're building on the building, which is the teachers, the, the evangelists, the shepherds, the elders, the, the deacons that kind of keep everything in play or, or building up, I should say, because the building is not done. It's still building. And we won't get done building until we reach heaven. So once that rapture call, that rapture call, then we're done building. Okay, so that's kind of, is that kind of answers your question? Or we'll talk, yeah, we'll talk, I already know. <laughs> we'll talk even more, so, so yeah, um, that. So let me just hop into, let me just go on to the book real quick. Let's just hop into the book. Page, I think page nine. Page nine in the book here. All right, let's see here. Um, let me see if I can do this. Oh, not. Stop sharing. That. No, I can't share. But um, in your, of course, in the jump drive, there was a slide, but I wanted to go over that particular slide real quick. Okay, so you can't see it. All right, cool. Let me pull up this slide here. Here, okay. So, yes, we are. So, it says that um, we will. The slide it says we will analyze what you guys can see. Um, we will analyze um, get my notes together. Um, a single verse of scripture, Second um, Timothy two and twelve. I mean, Second Timothy uh, chapter two verse two to identify the kinds of person God uses um, as disciples. And so that's where we're about to hop in on page eight through ten. Okay, so our our I think it's page nine. I think I have the the old book numbers in here, but. Um, so what Jesus has called the church to do um, more so than anything um, now sounds foreign to most churchgoers. In fact, some of the most foundational requirements of Jesus' model of discipleship is shunned by not only the word, but many church congregations, too. So first, we hardly experience a church culture that expects all believers to faithfully become disciples and be involved of the making of disciples. So even though it's, it's plain in scripture of what we're supposed to do of making disciples, when we talk about it today in churches, it sounds so foreign because it's not really, it's not really expressed on, on the, the, the making of discipleship, the making of disciples, I should say, and the process of discipleship, okay? So on page nine, it, it starts on when Jesus Christ voluntarily gave his life um, 
uh, on the cross some 2000 years ago, he did not die for a cause, but he died for a people, for people. During his ministry on earth, he appointed 12 so that they will be with him and that he could send them out to preach, okay? Um, just before his death on Calvary, Jesus prayed for his men over 40 times in that prayer, he referred to his 12 disciples, okay? So when reading this book, we talked about little nuances of this particular author. So um, you see when we uh, continue to read, he makes emphasis on men a lot. But like Eva told us some, some weeks ago, when she reads stuff like this, she just has her mind on autopilot, men and women, because we know um, according to scripture, that Jesus, he had men and women disciples, okay? So that's one nuance. And then in for this particular um, place that the author is talking about, he's talking about John 17. And by that time, he didn't have 12 disciples. He only had 11. But then we see in scripture, Jesus had even having more than 11. He had 120, he had 72, he had 500. So that's something to keep in mind too when reading this as well. Okay, so that's just little nuances, you know. I gotta pick that up. So um, going back in the book, did he say? Because yeah, did he say in there as well that he only prayed for his disciples? He only prayed for them. See, that's well. another thing because that yeah, yeah. Know, it's yeah more extended beyond that. Right. Well in there. Yeah. He he for future believers. For future, yeah. That. Because he said, I got a sheep, but not, that's not of this fold. Yeah. I think it says he referred to him over 40 times. Yeah, that's what that's what he said. So right. we gotta, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, well. so, yes. yeah, I don't think it meant that he only prayed oh, about God. that. Box right there. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. Box of books that just came in. Um, yeah, he said over 40 times in that prayer, he referred to the 12. He didn't. It wasn't this 12. He said disciples, but it wasn't this 12. So, so that's, a, that's a little nuances or, or whatever. Um, paragraph two, it's 1030. <laughs> we got the paragraph two. During his brief ministry on earth, Jesus had the world on his heart, but he saw the world through the eyes of his men. Prior to his ascension, he gave to these men what is commonly referred to as the Great Commission. As recorded in Matthew 28, Jesus charged them to um, take the gospel throughout the world by making disciples, okay? So one thing, another nuance that we have to understand is that when it comes to the Great Commission, that's not in the Bible either. That's something that Christians kind of called it because you, you see God commissioning disciples even more in scripture, not just Matthew 28. You'll see him commissioning his disciples in Acts chapter one, especially all through Acts chapter one before he leaves, before he sends in, into heaven, he's commissioning his disciples there. Um, and so that's that's something that we just and, and Luke 24 as well, you see um, Jesus commissioning his disciples there. And so when it comes to this great commission, that's just something that Christian just called it. But it's, I mean, it's good. It's not bad. I'm just saying that Jesus commissioned his disciples even more than that, more times than that. OK, um, let me see here. Oh, that's not working. Um, let's go back to the book. It says Jesus had a world vision. He expected his men to have world vision. Jesus expected them to see the world through the, through the disciples that they would produce just as he had seen the world through the 12 men he had raised up. 
his vision of reaching the world through the use of multiplying disciples is not found in an obscure passage in the Bible. It is a theme that Paul said from page to page. So we see it all through Jesus' teaching about making disciples, but for some odd reason, we just don't see it for some reason. But now I, I believe that our eyes are, are being open now and we see how important making disciples was for Jesus and how he commissioned his disciples to do the same, which is to make disciples, okay? All right. Um, and so the next part, um, he talks about 2 Timothy 2, 2, uh, 2, Timothy 2 and 2. Uh, okay, John. I'll say something, Timothy. but I won't say that. Um, 10, come on, 10, where am I at now? 10, Second paragraph. Okay, so it talks about 2 Timothy um, 2 and 2, and then he breaks down 2 um, Timothy 2 and 2. And so 2 Timothy 2 and 2 says, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So part of being a disciple is being a faithful person, okay? Because God's not going to give you the work if you ain't faithful. And okay. be able to teach. Right, and, and be apt to teach, okay? Um, and so um, the next few paragraphs, he, he breaks it down, and I, I kind of like how he, he breaks it down. He said that you in the, in the scripture indicates of the importance of the individual. Okay, um, and so Jesus, when he um, when he uh, talks to his disciples, he he basically he says that um, he said when he, when Jesus saw Peter, he did not see him as um, he was, but as um, he would be someday, someday be. Okay, so this is tremendous potential in the life of one man. So that's how we should see one another, not who they are today, but who they will be in Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, the next paragraph says, you, it says, me indicates the importance of personal relationships of mutual confidence and trust built throughout the years of laboring together. The Revival Center is, what, six years old now, and we've been laboring together these past, I know, this is something exciting to me. <laughs> Six years. Oh, I know, right? We've been laboring together for six years and we have built relationships. Some have fallen off. Some have is still on the ride. We're still on this roller coaster together. But that is the importance of discipleship is building a personal relationship with one another. Yeah. Okay. And so um yeah, and so it talks about that, how Paul was in Philippi. I love the relationship between Paul and the Philippians. It's just I just love Philippians. That's a good story. Um, the third paragraph, it says, commit suggests transmitting something from one person to another. It indicates the deposit of sacred trust. Paul is saying to Timothy, you are my disciple. This is the relationship that exists between you and me. Now transmit this, uh, this as a disciple maker to other disciples. When we invest in the lives of other people, we transmit not only what we know, but more importantly, what we are. Each of us become like the people with whom we associate. I'm sure that if we could meet Paul and Timothy, we will find them similar in many aspects. And that is growing together. That's just a result of growing together. So just imagine if we met together, just like the disciples did every day, of how similar 
we will be in our thinking and how similar will be probably in our talk and walk and things of that sort. So that's what the author is saying. When we are in a, in a culture of discipleship, we're going to start saying things the same and start believing <laughs> and start believing on the same thing. Cause that's a part of um, being unified in Christ is coming to the same, the same result or conclusion that the scriptures are saying. And so that, that involves what coming together and teaching the word of God. Okay. And so the third, let's see the, the novel, the next kind of paragraph after you see that, well, after, the next point is faithful men. So discipling stands or fails with these two little words, okay? Faithful men is so important. And then at the bottom of that paragraph, I mean, in the middle of the paragraph, it says faithful men and women have always been in short supply. God still seeks them out, okay? And so it is important for us to, to, to teach and to grow people to be faithful people. Um, it takes time. It is a, definitely a sacrifice, but this is what the Lord is requiring for us to do. And the last one is to teach others also. It said, this is where the discipling process begins to pick up head of steam. We are now in the fourth generation. We begin with Paul and then Timothy and faithful men and finally others also. Teaching others cannot be done solely through a classroom situation and entails the parting of a life, the same in-depth transmission that occurred between Paul and Timothy. So what we're doing, what we're doing here is just one aspect of discipleship. Okay. Discipleship, another aspect is basically uh, 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 being with one another um, and imparting uh, into, into one another. Okay. So you, <laughs> right. It's imparting, it's imparting of our lives. There is no such thing as living a private life when it comes to discipleship. Your life is always on display, okay? Because it's either um, you're being a CUR, seasoned disciple, and a younger disciple is looking to you as an example. And if you portray your life one way in, 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 in our, our assembly together, but yet on the streets, you really for the streets. My, my. <laughs> that, that hurts the discipleship process. Okay, uh, Tammy, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say that's why we keep looping around to that faithful service series. It's yeah, like we've been on faithful a long time, but <laughs> we, we can't be disciples. We can't be disciples if we're faithful. We are faithful. Yeah, right, right. I just want to say this real quick that what uh, stood up, I'm just listening, especially meditating on this faithful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, that we 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 have to we have to because it's more spiritual than anything mm -hmm. and it deals more than being faithful to an agenda mm -hmm. being faithful to showing up at church right being faithful, even being in your place it's, right. it's deeper than that so we we got to get past that surface because faithful here if i have read this book correctly is is faithful to christ himself and more than likely, even I read the book already. So, because <laughs> I thought, no, 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 no,
um, has called for us to do. That's what counts. Yeah. It's doing the, the concept will is follow. as you begin to learn to be faithful to God, those things, you will be faithful mm -hmm. to it those things. You know, yeah. You'll be faithful to your post. You'll be right. faithful to your It'll job. You'll down. And that's why I keep hollering. If they ain't faithful to God, who they claim to stay all in on, how in the world right. you think they about to be faithful to you? Mm -hmm. It ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. Their life foundation is jacked right yeah. now. So we right, like you said, how they gonna be faithful to us if they ain't even faithful to God? Like that's the first step. So definitely. All right, I'm gonna start right here. I know we get did two pages, I think, two or three pages. So, huh? You said what? Okay. Right, right, right. That's pretty far. So we'll, uh, next week I'm just gonna hit steam ahead. I ain't gonna veer off and do sad questions and stuff. Like that, we just go. We just yeah, go. Start with. Yeah, I got questions. Yeah. I want to start. It's all good. It's all good. It is. Good. It is. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, as you said, right? That's why I said, I don't know how long. She be wanting to get in. She wanted to get in. She ready to go. And then she's like, oh, we need to get to this. I'm like, girl, we're we going to be here for the next 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to be Yeah, so, yeah, I, that's why I said, I told Tammy, wait a minute. I said, I don't know how long this class is going to be. Right. So, but it's good though. This is stuff that we need though. So I pray that you all are blessed. So any questions? Zoom, any questions? We're good. Um, I have a quick question. Sure. So I mean, it's kind of going on to what Mother Eva was saying. Um, just being faithful beyond the surface. And when we were reading on the commitment to suggest or commit suggest. And at the end, it says what we invest in the lives of other people. We transmit not only what we know, but more importantly, what we are. Could we connect that to also the fruit that you bear and having the fruit of the spirit? Oh, yes, that's definitely connected because the fruit is what your character. So, yeah, it's definitely connected. Definitely. That's a good question. Um, any Anybody else? All right. Good class, everyone. I know we kind of went over, but that's the result of having a live class now. Yeah, so I hope I, I hope it's cool with everybody. So we go over too much. So, um, so if there are any questions, uh, if you haven't gotten a book, definitely reach out. I have some books in, so I know I need to send one to Kayla. Um, yeah, uh, but if you still need a book, definitely let me know. But make sure you register because that's the only way you get a book. Um, so, yeah, so if there are anything else, I'll, I'll go ahead and pray. So, uh, Father God, we thank you for this day and we thank you for just allowing us to get together and to study your word. We thank you, God, for the richness of your word. It's so rich, it's so pure, it's so edifying, and, it's, uh, and it causes me to be full. God, so I thank you, God, for, for your word. Um, not only that it just um, turns on a, a light bulb in our head, but it transforms us. I thank you for the transformation power of your word, Father, um, to allow us to position ourselves in the, in the way and in the manner that you want for us, God. So I uh, bless you and I honor you and I pray for those who are um, going through this discipleship process and those who are still trying to decide whether or not I want to be a disciple. Um, I pray, God, that you will uh, continue to speak to them through your word, Father, um, to show how important this process is, how important it is to be a follower 
uh, of Jesus Christ, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So God, we lift you up and we bless you. We give you all praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. I'll see you all next week. Amen. Yeah.